turn our Bibles to the book of Exodus chapter 14 verses 5 to 18. Sekuna Bible chapter 14 verse 5 18. Exodus chapter 14 verses 5 to 18. Exodus 14 verse 5 18. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. The Bible says Bible ikuti. The title of the passage is the Red Sea Crossing. Somebody is crossing the Red Sea today. In the name of Jesus. Lift your right hand and shout, I'm ready to cross the Red Sea today. I'm ready to cross the Red Sea today. Now it was told the king of Egypt that the people had fled and the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned against the people and they said, why? Have we done this that we have let Israel go from serving us? Falao mfumo ya igubu tuatamba guda antwa jawa antwa tawa iye pa mozi ndindu na zake anasi ntamagani zao pa Israel ndipa anati ifeta chitachiani tawalo la Israel kuta apide ndikuleka kutitu mikira Anyone who is against your change of level is going down today. In the name of Jesus Muzina la yes so he made ready his chariot and took his people with him. Those who have gathered themselves against your change of level shall never succeed. Verse number seven. Also he took 600 choice chariots and all the chariots of Egypt with captains over every one of them. It doesn't matter what weaponry they are gathering against you. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper. Every tongue rising against you in judgment, we condemn it in the name of Jesus. Verse number 8. And the Lord had in the heart of Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and he pursued the children of Israel, and the children of Israel went out with boldness. So the Egyptians pursued them, all the horses and chariots of Pharaoh, his horsemen and his army, and overtook them, camping by the sea beside by Hahiroth, before Baal. Zephon. And when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So they were very afraid, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Then they said to Moses, because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us to bring us up out of Egypt? Is this not the word that we told you in Egypt saying, let us alone that we may serve the Egyptians for it would have been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should 
die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Say that to your neighbor. Do not be afraid. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. Moses Imani ndipo muone jibulu msojimene Yehova aguchitireni lero. Aiguputu amene mkuwa onalero wasi mudzawa wonanso. I decree this hour that your eyes Kutima so anu. shall see the end of your enemies. Aona kuta kwa dani anu. In the name of Jesus. Verse 14. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Tell the children of Israel to go forth. Remember some time back I ministered on this passage on the subject go forward but that is not what I'm talking about today. But whatever happens as they say come rain or sunshine by the grace of God everyone listening to me online on ground you're going forward. I said you're going forward. In the name of Jesus. Lift your right hand and shout. I receive grace to go forward. I receive grace to go forward. Now we are reading verses 16 to 18. But lift up your bird and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. Ndipo iwe nyamula ndodo yako, nuta mbasuleza njalako kunyanja, nui gawe, kutana Israel alowepa katipa nyanja po uma. And I, 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 somebody shout, the Lord. The Lord. Says I. Akuti ine. That is God speaking, says I. Mulunga kulangula akuti ine. Not you. Osati iwe. Not your neighbor. Osati neighbor wako. Not your employer. Osati abwana wako kumena mana kulipa nchito. Not your payslip. Osati payslip yako. Not your bank balance. Not your facial expressions. Not your family background. Not man's opinion. Not your effort. But I indeed will harden the hearts of the Egyptians and they shall follow them. So I will gain honor over Pharaoh and over all his enemies, his chariots and his horsemen. Ndipo ine taona nilizali mbisa mtima ya igubu utokuta alowe mpo wa satan. Ndipo nilizali mekeze edwa pa falao. Ndipa ngondo yache yonse. Pa magaleta ache. Ndipa ukwela pa kafalo ache. May God gain honor over every challenge of your life. Uluga andine ule mpafuto lilo sepa mwewanu. In the name of Jesus. Uzina la yes. Lastly verse 18. Umaliza verse 18. Then the Egyptians shall know. Ndipa igubu utokuta ziwa. That I am the Lord. 
May God give you a testimony that shall cause people around you to know him. There are testimonies and then there are testimonies that cause people to know God. It was Naaman who testified in Israel. When by miracle he got cured of leprosy. The man said. Now I know. That there is no God anywhere in the earth. Except in Israel. I decree this. Hour. May God give you a testimony. That shall bring people into the kingdom. In the name of Jesus. Then the Egyptians shall know that I am the Lord when I have gained honor for myself over Pharaoh, his chariots, and his horsemen. I'm speaking on the subject victory over limitations. Victory over limitations, obstacles. One of the key objectives of a limitation is denial of access. Limitations are obstacles, call them stumbling blocks that life will put in place including the devil himself to deny people access to their God ordained privileges and there are many lessons we can draw from the passage of scripture that we have read Let's look at some of these lessons very quickly here. Number one. The enemy Mdani. never gives up easily without a fight. God had spoken to Moses, isn't it, in Exodus chapter 3, verse 7 to 8. He said, I have heard the cry of my people Israel. I know their sorrow. And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry. I know their sorrows. Number four, verse number eight, he said, I have come down to deliver him. Out of the hands of the Egyptians. And to take them to the land that flows with more honey. But he told Moses that it will not be easy for Pharaoh to let the people go. But I'm going to use my outstretched arm to force him, to compel him to release the people. 
and he did that through a series of 10 plagues you know the story and in Exodus chapter 12 reading from 32 let's begin from 32 going down to 36 and take your flocks this is now Pharaoh who had at all at, at that time been refusing to let the people go he is now summoning Moses he says please go out with the people. And in verse number 33, quickly, the Bible says, and the Egyptians ate the people that they must send them out of the land in haste. For they said, we shall all be dead. 34, quickly. 34. So the people took their dough before it was leaving, having their kneading bowls, bound up in their clothes on their shoulders 35 now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses and they had asked from the Egyptians articles of silver articles of gold and clothing verse number 36 and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they had requested thus they planted the Egyptians now 37 quickly verse number 37 then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Sukkoth about 600,000 men on foot besides children. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Pharaoh let the people go. But in verse number 5 of Exodus chapter 14, the passage we read, the Bible says, when the king of Egypt was told, that the people had finally left Egypt. The Bible says that he had a change of mind. He said it is an error, it is a mistake. Anyone who thinks it is a mistake for you to enjoy life. Today, I scatter them in the name of Jesus. I said I scatter them in the name of Jesus. Anyone who is not happy about your comfort. I announce. Let them go down. I said let them go down. Pharaoh must go down. In the name of Jesus. So he put his army together with his best equipment. To pursue the people and force them back to Egypt. He did not learn from the ten plagues of Egypt. Please, I want you to know that in the devil we are dealing with a stubborn enemy. But we should never be afraid of him. Every time he comes, we must put up a resistance against him. In 1 Peter chapter 5, 1 Peter 5, verses 8 to 9. Verse 8 9. 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter 5. Verses 8 to 9. Verse 8 9. The Bible says, Bible be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary of the devil walks about like a running lion seeking whom he may devour. Run away from him. No. 
I says resist him. That is fight against him. Don't be shaken. Don't move an inch about his noise. Because greater is he who is in you than the devil who is in the world. Somebody shout, I will never be shaken. I will never be shaken. Say that like you mean it. I will never be moved. I will never be moved. So the enemy never gives up easily without a fight. The meaning is refuse to be intimidated by the persistent stubbornness of the opposition. I don't know whether you're getting what I'm saying. I said refuse to, to be intimidated. By the persistent stubbornness of the opposition. There are things we've been trying to achieve now for five years, but it's like the situation is telling you it's impossible. And I'm saying to you today that you should never give up you should refuse to be intimidated by any kind of persistent existence of some challenge in your life. When there was no rain in Israel for three years and six months and God called upon Elijah to pray for the rest to come back. The man had to pray a couple of times before the rains came. He refused to give up. In 1 Kings chapter 18 verses 41 to 46. 1 Kings 18 verses 41 to 46. The man kept telling his servant go look toward the sea. What are you seeing there? And the servant came back and said I'm seeing nothing. First time he saw nothing. Second time, third time, fourth time, fifth time, sixth But on the seventh goal, he saw something. He saw something. Beginning this hour, you shall see the hand of God upon your life. I said you shall see the hand of God upon your life. Upon your business. Upon your children. Upon your destiny. In the name of Jesus. I'm talking to you. Can I hear a louder shout of amen? Amen. Lesson number two. Every attempt to move to the next level in life will be met with resistance. These are realities of life. That is what we are getting from this passage. As one of our key takeaways this morning. Every attempt to move to the next level in life will be met with resistance. Put differently. Progress in life 
is a product of consistent victory over limitations. Every time you see someone progressing, you must know that some limitation has been cancelled. If you don't overcome limitation, you don't deserve progress. For the children of Israel to arrive finally in the land of promise. They had to consistently overcome obstacles. After Pharaoh it was Red Sea. After Red Sea was thirst. You remember the waters of Meribah. Where people murmured against Moses. They said why do you want us to die of thirst. But the Lord God of heaven helped them. He split the rock and the waters gushed out. In this journey of life. The God I serve shall help you. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout the Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Say that like you mean it. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Tell your neighbor may you enjoy divine help. I decree this our lifted right hand. The enemy that does not want to give up on you will be broken by fire in the name of Jesus. Will be broken by fire in the name of Jesus. Please, I'm talking to you. Can I hear a loud shout of Amen? Amen. We see from this passage of scripture. That whatever God has delivered you from. Will try to fight back against you. Whatever God has delivered you from before. Will try to make a comeback. Will try to make a comeback. That is why life should never be taken for granted. If you were a drunkard before you came to Christ. Throughout your Christian journey, guard against drunkenness. Guard against it. Protect your, shield yourself against it. Put measures in place that will help you not to slide back to it. Because if you don't, one stroke of compromise will find you at the pub. Where you'll be saying, They're making sense here. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. 
And I wouldn't be surprised that someone here is back into some old habit Jesus delivered you from. We should never be careless about the victories God gives us in life. Many times the enemy will not bring new temptations to people. It's the same old story. And he's doing that now in the church by the misrepresentation of the message of grace. And some other forms of devilish teachings in the church. But we must guard against him. Every Pharaoh trying to pursue you in life shall go down without fail in the name of Jesus. The next lesson we see from that passage is that the agenda of the enemy is to frighten God's children to give up their best and settle for the second best. Oh, come again. The agenda of the enemy is to frighten God's children so that they give up on their best and settle for the second best. What he wants of them is for them to settle for Ishmael and not Isaac. In the case of Jacob, he wanted him to settle for Leah instead of Rachel. <laughs> and in this case, he wanted them to settle for Egypt instead of Canaan. The devil is alive. Every satanic opposition against that which God has ordained for you is broken in the name of Jesus. I said it is broken in the name of Jesus. I said it is broken in the name of Jesus. Please, can I hear loud a shout of amen here? Amen. Lift your right hand and say with me loud and clear I shall not entertain I shall not entertain the devil's lies. The devil's lies. Say that again. I shall not entertain. I shall not entertain the devil's lies. The devil's lies. You may be seated. Sometimes 
From nowhere. The devil will begin to speak to your mind. And when he is talking to you. He doesn't show that he is the one talking to you. Because he uses your thought faculties. Just like God does. The devil also uses your thought faculties. So many times you think it is just you thinking. Stupid. You're very stupid. Who do you think you are? That you can own seven houses. In which economy? In which economy? You mean the, the, this kind of economy? The Malawi economy? Look at you. Look yourself in the mirror. Are you not 57? If you fail to do so at the age of 27, is it at 57 that you are going to build five houses? And then, you begin to say, actually some of you, before you know it, you see yourself crying, shedding tears. And then before you know it, you go into depression. Because you've discovered that, yes indeed, all your friends have five, ten houses. And you are still renting. Hasn't that happened to some of you? That was the devil speaking to you. Using your thought faculties. But from today. I want you to lift your right hand. And say I shall not entertain. I shall not entertain. The devil's lies. The devil's lies. I shall not entertain. I shall not entertain. The devil's lies. The devil's lies. The meaning is, no matter how difficult your situation may be, never move around with panic on your face. As if God will not help you. No matter how difficult it is, keep calm. Because there is always hear this, mm -hmm. the salvation of the Lord for those who are being pursued by Pharaoh. I said, there is always. Don't be deceived, sir. It may look impossible and impassable. But the truth of the matter is, there is always the salvation of the Lord for those being pursued by Pharaoh. And in this season, may you enjoy the salvation of the Lord. I said, may you enjoy the salvation of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Somebody shout a better, louder, amen. Amen. I said a better, louder, amen. Amen. I said a better, louder, amen. Amen.
Amen. God spoke to the children of Israel. Israel. In the passage we read. Exodus chapter 14. Exodus 14. Speaking by the mouth of Moses, just like he does this morning. He is speaking by my mouth. I hope you like my voice. Do not be afraid. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Every time Pharaoh shows up, it is time to see the salvation of the Lord. He says, you shall see the salvation of the Lord which he will accomplish for you today. Weeping may have endured for a night but joy comes in the morning. I decree this hour. Your season of weeping has ended. In the name of Jesus. Somebody lift your right hand and say I shall never move around. I shall never move around with panic on my face. With panic on my face. Say that again. I shall never move around. I shall never move around. With panic on my face. With panic on my face. Because God is there to help me. Because God is there to help me. In Isaiah 41 and verse number 10, he said, I will help you. I will help you. I will help you. Not your bank balance, but I, the Lord. I will help you. In Hebrews chapter 13 and verse number 6. Hebrews 13 verse 6. So we may boldly say. The Lord is my helper. Somebody close your eyes and say with me. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. Say that like you mean it. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is my helper. He's a help of men. In 2 Chronicles 26 and verse number 7. 2 minutes 26 verse 7. 2 Chronicles 26 and verse number 7. 2 minutes 26 verse 7. The Bible says. Bible, the first three words of that verse. God helped him. That shall be your testimony beginning this hour. In the name of Jesus. In Psalm 62. Come on. Verse, uh, Psalm 60. Verse 11. Verse 11. Psalm 60. Verse 11. Give us help. 
give us help. Psalm 46 verse 1. Psalm 46 verse 1. God is our refuge. And strength. A very present help in trouble. I decree this May the Lord help you. May the Lord help us. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. My God. My God. Hallelujah. Amen. What other lesson are we getting from this passage? Mm. Hear this. Every challenge operating against you is headed for permanent defeat and extinction. Please never forget Romans 15. Verse number 4. The Bible says the things that were written a full time were written for our learning. When Pharaoh pursued Israel. He experienced permanent defeat and extinction. Because Pharaoh and his army perished at the Red Sea. So I'm saying to you. Every challenge operating against you right now is headed for permanent defeat and extinction. God said in Exodus 14.13 Exodus 14.13 My God mm. the last part of that verse for the Egyptians whom you see today you shall see again no more Forever. See, don't react before we finish reading the sentence. Because some of you closed your ears at where it says the Egyptians whom you see today you shall see again. Hey, no, 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 please allow God to finish. <laughs> <laughs> you shall see again. No more. Not only that, forever. No more. That is permanent defeat and extinction. That is defeat working together with extinction to deal with your enemies. Is it making sense? Yeah? Mm. Now here it is. The other important key we get from this passage is that in the journey of life there are generally going to be two classes of enemies. The Pharaoh type and the Red Sea type. If we are to classify the 
Hindrances, the battles that you've been facing in life. You discover that they are in two major categories. Battles from the past. And battles concerning the future. When God says in Isaiah 43 verse 18. But Isaiah 43 verse 18. Do not remember the former things. Do not consider the things of old. He's talking about the past. It is very possible. That your past can deny you your future. If you don't deal with your negative mistakes of the past, you may end up missing what God has for you in the present and in the future. Pharaoh did not pursue Israel from the front. He pursued Israel from behind. They thought they had overcome Pharaoh. By stepping out of that land of Egypt. But before they knew it. They discovered that Pharaoh is just behind. Pursuing them. Some of you are victims of self-condemnation. Because of the mistakes of the past. You are failing to forgive yourself because of yesterday's blunders. When you begin to recall the kind of things you have done against God, the mistakes you have made, you write yourself off, you count yourself out. When you hear the preacher say, You are a success, you say amen like everybody else, but in your heart, it's a, not, not us, us. Not us. Not us. I wish I had a session with the pastor to let him know the kind of mistakes that I have made. The ferrotype of challenges are the reason why some people have not been able to enter the land of promise. Because you can't go forward looking backwards. You can't go forward looking backwards. Every time you walk like this, you are about to plunge into some dangerous obstacle. 
You can't go forward looking backwards. Learn to forgive. Number one, forgive those who have wronged you. Number two, forgive yourself. No one is against you. You are against yourself because you are failing to forgive yourself. You are failing to give yourself a second chance. You have forgotten what the Bible says. That the righteous man may fall seven times. But seven times. He shall rise again. You are rising again. I said you are rising again. I said you are rising again. I said you are rising again. Please tell three people sitting around you. I am rising again. I'm rising again. I'm rising again. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And then in front of them was the Red Sea. These are battles of the future. Battles of the future. Battles waiting for you tomorrow. These are battles that lie wait. You are calling it a year of expansion. Let's see what will happen in October. The devil is alive. Somebody shout with me, my future is in the hand of God. My future is in the hand of God. Now please, I want to say something. Never fail. Okay, let me put it differently. Never deprive yourself of today's enjoyment on the account of tomorrow's concerns. Somebody shout with me, I will never deprive myself. I will never deprive myself of my today's enjoyment. Of my today's enjoyment. On the account of tomorrow's concerns. On the account of tomorrow's concerns. Is it making sense here? Oh, yes. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 34, the Bible put it this way. Matthew 6, verse 34, Bible recruit. 6.34, quickly please. Matthew 6, verse 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. But how many of us say are worried about tomorrow? Christians. Born again. Spirit filled. Tongue talking. But worried. Tongue talking, but worried. 
And if you find out what are you worrying about is tomorrow. Somebody is worrying not long about from now they are worried about budget. We know what wage ulivatsogoroba budget. Somebody is worried about is anybody who is going to propose me for a wife tomorrow? Somebody is worried about budget for wedding. Somebody is worried about someone to do wedding with. We know that nobody can answer Tell your neighbor, do not worry. Worries and concerns about the future. Will there be funding about or for my education? Will I get a place for admission into the university? Worries about the future. And attacks waiting for people in the future. The God who is taking you into the future shall conquer all your future battles. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. You see, the worry of some of you is will this current trend of success continue for the foreseeable future? I have a scripture for you. Isaiah 51. Verse number 11. Everlasting joy. Everlasting joy shall be on their heads. That is your present success will continue everlastingly. I said it will continue everlastingly. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your marital stability will continue. Your financial comfort will continue. Your business success will never be interrupted. In the mighty name of Jesus. Because in the testimony of Isaac when he began to prosper he continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Tell three people that is me. That is me. That is me. Is me. Is me. You may be seated. You know we are living in a very cruel world. When some people see somebody succeed, they begin to wish that it will not continue. We've seen this before. Is this No, sir. Aye. Tell your neighbor, my own success will continue. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Your joy shall be everlasting. Your testimony shall be permanent. Your success shall be an ending. Somebody shall three times. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Hallelujah. Amen. So whether it is Pharaoh or Red Sea, because now 
Red Sea was not behind the children of Israel. Red Sea was in front. And what you don't confront will remain in front. Uh, Red Sea was not behind but in front. You have overcome Pharaoh. Let's see how you cross here. That devil is alive. You are crossing to the other side. I said you are crossing to the other side. In the mighty name of Jesus. Some of you that never placed a limit on your financial capacity. Check your financial records there is no increase to your financial income the same financial problems of seven years are still there there is a satanic embargo on your finances but today you are crossing the limits I said you are crossing the limits <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> a sister, a sister, a sister in the Lord came to lament about how she's being treated at the office and what. We prayed. We said, God is going to do something. Yes. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. And when we say anything like that, you better believe it. Don't say pastor is a good encourager. Hey, pastor inspires me. No, it's beyond inspiration. <laughs> so yesterday I met her. In Johannesburg. I said, where are you coming from? And she mentioned where she was coming from. Because if I mention the country, some of you, 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 have, you have the habit of sniffing around. <laughs> and you know, she, you know what she said? She said, next week. Now, that was like a trip. Office trip. And she said, Pastor, next week, I'm traveling again to another country. I smiled. I decree joy shall never cease in your life. I said, joy shall never cease in your life. I said, joy shall never cease in your life. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You may be seated. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Every 
power of the devil fighting against you from behind and wanting to fight against you from the front that power is rusted right now that power is rusted right now in the mighty name of Jesus please can I hear a loud shout of amen amen I said a loud shout of amen amen so many things to talk about but I want you to know that in as far as your success and God is concerned you have reached a point of no return. It is not possible for you to go back. You are not going back to stagnation. You are not going back to frustration. You are not going back to rejection. You are not going back to delay. You are not going back Somebody shout, I cannot go back. I cannot go back. I refuse to go back. I refuse to go back. Hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated. Limitations of life can also be classified in terms of external and internal. And the children of Israel, Israel faced these two types of limitations. External limitations included Pharaoh, Red Sea, River Jordan, Walls of Jericho, and other nations that did not wish them well. But all these they overcame. And then they also encountered what we call internal enemies. Enemies within. Adani amkati. Internal limitations. zamkati. And these are the most dangerous and the most difficult to overcome. Among the key internal limitations of the children of Israel. Where fear. The Bible speaking in the passage we read, Exodus chapter 14. When you read verse, let me see which verse is that. Um, verse, verse number, okay. I want us to take it from verse number one. Because I want you to appreciate verse number three there. Now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the children of Israel that they turn and camp before Pihahiroth between Megiddo and the sea opposite Baal Zephon you shall come before it by the sea for Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel. So I want you to appreciate verse number three there, the thinking and the understanding of Pharaoh. Pharaoh will say of or about the children of Israel. So this is what is going to be in his mind. They are bewildered by the land. The wilderness has 
closed them in. This is what motivated Pharaoh to pursue the children of Israel. He said they are bewildered. They are confused. Let's exploit their confusion. Let's instill fear in them. Mm. And so in verse number 10, and when Pharaoh drew near, the children of Israel lifted their eyes and behold, the Egyptians marched after them. So hear this. They were very afraid. Fear. Fear. Manta was one of their internal enemies. Because fear is never external, fear is internal. If you cannot overcome your inner fears, you have forfeited your future. You are smartly dressed, but what is inside you? What is in your heart? Some of you are entertaining fear. Fear. And then murmuring. The Bible says they say to Moses. In verse number 11. Because there were no graves in Egypt. Have you taken us away to die in the wilderness? Why have you so dealt with us? Among them. 600,000 men with long beard. But expert murmurers and grumblers. Another internal enemy was stiff nakedness, stubbornness. Yes. We call it being stiff necked. Very stubborn and argumentative. Another one of their internal limitations was wrong attitude. And then number five, wrong confession. Number six was rebellion against God and the leaders he had appointed over them. Number seven was doubt. And the conclusion of the matter is found in Psalm 78 and verse 41. Psalm 78 and verse 41. They limited the Holy One of Israel. Not Pharaoh. Not Red Sea. Not River Jordan. Not walls of Jericho. But they, the children of Israel, limited the Holy One of Israel. 
This should explain why life has not changed for some people listening to me. Because you have allowed, for example, your background to keep you on the ground. No one has ever risen to anything in our family. So who am I? That I can amount to anything. I'll tell you who you are. You are the child of the most high God. And if God is not small, you must not be small. Somebody shout, I refuse to be small. I refuse to be small. Say that again. I refuse to be small. I refuse to be small. That you began small does not mean it should end small. John, I mean Job 8 verse 7. Job 8 verse 7. Job chapter 8 verse 7. Job 8 verse 7. Though your beginning was small. Yet your latter end would what? Greatly increase. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what are the keys for overcoming limitations? Let me teach. Number one. Maintain the attitude of gratitude. If God has taken you out of Egypt, celebrate him. Don't say, okay, but how about this Red Sea? No. Let us celebrate what God has done. The attitude of gratitude. Celebrating God at all times was one of the major secrets of King David. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 34, verse 1. Psalm 34, verse 1. Psalm 34, verse 1. And that Thank you, Jesus. Is more beneficial than why me, Jesus. I will come again. Thank you, Jesus. Is more beneficial than why me, Jesus. Why me? You wanted who? Number two. Number two. Keep your vision before you. A vision is to get to the land of promise. We will not lose sight of where we are going. No matter the hindrance. Never lose confidence of the fact that God will take you there. You know, 
what he said. In Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5. The last part of that verse. For he himself has said. I will never leave you nor forsake. That is God. In Matthew 28 verse 20. Matthew 28 verse 20. He said, Lo. Matthew 28 20. Matthew 28 verse 20. I am with you once in a while. Uh, 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 no, uh, uh, sir. Lo. I am with you always. Oh, Pastor, I don't feel like I'm not talking about feelings. This is not an emotional intelligence session. No, sir. You know, session you have to No. Is it making sense here? Yeah? Mm. It's not about feelings, sir. You must have you must have a knowing. We call it a knowing. And knowing is more than knowledge, it's revelation. Whether I feel it or not, God is with me. Always. Always. Not only when money is in your, in your pocket. Always. You mean even when my husband hits me? Yes, sir. Always. God is with you. Is it making sense here? Close your eyes and say, God is with me always. God is with me always. Open them now. For some of you, you, you are still like this. Somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. I said somebody shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. Number three. Hear from God in every situation. Hear from God in every situation. Hear from God in every situation. That is when you encounter some sort of obstacle, challenge, or limitation. Be sensitive to divine strategies. Because if you are sensitive enough, you are most likely going to hear God say, Be still. And know that I am God. These Egyptians that you see today, you shall see again no more. Forever. And then you hear God say. Stretch forth your hand toward the sea. And when you do. I shall send a wind that shall divide the sea. Your challenges. Your struggles to hear God. I Therefore, decree this. Your spiritual ears are now popping open. You shall hear the voice of the Lord. In the name of Jesus. The truth of the matter is God will always provide a way of escape. 
1 Corinthians chapter 10 verse 13. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 13. 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able. But with the temptation we also hear this. Make the way mm. of escape. Mm. The way. See, God will always make the way mm. of escape. The way. The way. So every time you encounter a challenge, listen to me. Never forget to remind yourself that there is a way out. There must be a way out. At various stages of the construction of this building, it was like, is this thing going to be completed? But the issue was, there is always a way out. If we cannot do it today, let's leave it. We are not going to panic. If we cannot eat fish today, let's eat what we can. And let's sell fish for tomorrow. When we are able to afford it. That way you will not look older than your age. Sir. You are too troubled. You are worried about too many things. Tell your neighbor there is always a way out. If we cannot cross the Red Sea by bridge and by ship by boat by canoe listen we will not panic because there must be a way through. There must be a way through. There must be a way If it is not bridge, it must be ship. If it is not ship, then it is canoe. If it is not canoe, then there must be another way. <laughs> the children of Israel did not use ship. They did not use canoe. They did not use bridge. They used another way. Now, May God show you that way. 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 In the name of Jesus. Please can I hear a louder shout of amen. amen. I said a louder shout of amen. amen. I said a louder shout of amen. amen. Somebody shout three times I'm crossing limits. I'm crossing limits. I'm crossing limits. I'm crossing limits. There's always a way. There's always a way. When you look at your pay slip, and it doesn't promise you a house, don't faint. Just tell yourself, there's another way. This and I will still own a house. There is another way. When the 
children of Israel needed water in the wood. They complained against Moses on the account of their terms. Because the usual ways of getting water were not there. There were no rivers there. No wells. No ponds and dams. That is why they said, hey, Moses, Moses, what are you talking about? Uh, God said, okay, boy, hit this rock. As dry as it is, it will bring out water. It may have been dry, but waters of supplies are coming to you. In the name of Jesus, I said in the name of Jesus, you remember some time back I, I told you the story that Pastor Enoch Adeboye usually talks about about his spiritual father the founder of the redeemed Christian Church of God when there was no food at home no relish at home this old man received an inspiration from heaven a revelation. And he told his wife. He said, Can you prepare a pot? Put it somewhere in the kitchen and cover it. Empty pot. True story, true testimony. Now tell your neighbor, this God is marvelous. And the wife said, what next? The man said, at lunch, prepare the meal. Let's say rice or chips or insima. I know that you like insima. So let me use insima. Hallelujah. <laughs> so she prepared in Sima. Or the equivalent of in Sima. And the instruction was. Once you prepare the Sima. Put it on the table. And get a plate. Go to the pot. Don't look inside. Miracles always come with instructions. And your miracle is in your sensitivity to instructions. I remember some years ago when we were back in college. We invited a man of God. And he preached. And in the course of praying for the congregation. There was a SCOM meeting. SCOM. Now here it is. He said, if you have the HIV virus, I command it to turn into proteins. Now he was praying for the congregation. A cross section of the congregation laughed. Students. I was also a student. I student. I looked around. In the thickness of that fire, some people laughed. I felt so sorry. 
that we are taking the man of God for granted. Taking the things of God for a joke. Because it was, it was not a joke when he said it. Is it making sense? Mm. Never make light of those things being spoken under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Till tomorrow, so I don't understand why they laughed. Why are you laughing? They laughed. I was grieved at my heart. Laughing? Now hear this. So the man told his wife. He said, Open the pot. Don't look inside. Just dip your hand there. And get whatever is inside into the plate. When she did the first time. Chicken landed in the plate. She covered it. She covered the pot. And they ate chicken. In the evening. She did the same. Dipped into the pot. Fish landed. And it went on for days. And she became curious. Hey. Hey. What is happening inside the pot? True stories are telling neighbor. I believe in miracles. And one of the miracles you need in the journey of life is what we call the miracle of supernatural supplies. Your effort alone is not enough to keep you afloat in this life. It's true. Mm -hmm. It's true. Mm. Supernatural supply will mean you can get a business contract when you were not the most qualified. Supernatural supply will mean you may be promoted to a position you don't qualify for. If you don't believe in that dimension of life, you are going to be the most frustrated. We are living in a cruel world where people are so sinister that they don't wish you well they may smile at you but behind your back they don't like you if you are Moses leading over 3 million people among them over 600,000 men you need more than financial budget to provide for them in the wilderness. You need to believe that God can supply you water for the people out of a rock, not out of a river. You must believe in the supernatural. The supernatural. Not just order or logic. Not just effort and sweating. Is it making sense here? Mm. 
Labor alone is not enough to keep you afloat in the journey. There is a dimension called the supernatural. If you lack it, you live perpetually in lack. What do you do if at the hospital they tell you we cannot cure this sickness? Do you die? No. You believe God for supernatural healing. So supernatural healing means that you can be healed without medical intervention. I'm talking to you. Are you getting it here? We've heard stories of women whose wombs were taken out because they had, for example, multiple fibroids and yet they have children. Who did it? Well, did you learn in biology that a uterus can grow back after being taken out? Where did you read it? Which biologist has got that capacity to grow back a uterus? Those are supernatural dynamics. What your effort and your qualifications cannot give you. Between now and December, receive it by supernatural supply. 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 In the mighty name of Jesus. Sit down. When man misbehaves, a man, a man, a man, when he misbehaves. It's very difficult to convince. For example, if he leaves his wife. For a concubine. You'll be very arrogant. I dealt with a fellow like that. He told his wife, I don't want your, your capasta. Not just pasta, but capasta. I don't want to see his face. I said, I'm also not ready to see his face. But I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray. And the God who can reach him, I cannot reach him. He says he doesn't want to see me. But the God who can reach him will reach him. One night, he came home 11 p.m. Crying. He knelt before his wife. Yes. And he began to repent his sins as if his wife was God. And the wife also did not know how to handle the situation. So the man was crying. The woman also began to cry. And they cried the whole night. That was the end of the adamancy of that man. That, now, that, that is not convincing. That is supernatural conviction. One fellow abandoned his wife for another. Listen. Through prayer intervention. One day. The man went to the concubine's house. To his new darling. Darling, 
You know, these concubines can be very dangerous. I hope you are not a concubine. My prayer will slaughter you. Because you are a cruel person. Wicked and diabolic. That you can be enjoying with somebody's husband. And you are so like... Hey. <laughs> May you lose your teeth. But listen, anyway, that's not what I'm talking about. Now, he arrived home. Ah, hey, sat down. I don't know whatever happened. They started a fight. <laughs> yes, the man now with the concubine. A fight. And the woman said, In any case, Am I your wife? Don't you have a wife? Go back to your wife. Go back. Go back. Go back. I don't want you here anymore. Are you serious? I'm very serious. You want me to kill you? The man And now. Hey. <laughs> he went to his wife. He went to his wife. Very apologetic. The woman opened the door. Ah. Yes. 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 Please let me in. No, let me do no way. Okay, sit. I shall be no current. My wife. I know I am a sinner. I have come to apologize. This is my comeback. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. That is is how he came back home. That is more than counseling, sir. That is supernatural intervention. I don't know what they said. By supernatural intervention, receive your breakthrough. Receive your testimony. Receive your testimony. Receive your testimony. Receive your testimony. In the name of Jesus. If it is supernatural, it will usually be unprocedural. Mm? Mm -hmm. I went to preach at a fellowship. And there was a lady there who had delayed to settle married. We prayed. And she went to the groceries there. Area 49, Gulliver. Now hear this. She entered that shop. Buying some few groceries. Another man. Also entered. The man looked at the lady. The man said. Ah, you are the kind of woman I've been wanting to marry. True story. 
And the lady said, is this how you propose a woman? No. When it is supernatural, it is unprocedural. <laughs> It's not, it's not like, how are you? Where do you stand? Ah, okay. Okay. Can you share me your number? And the lady will be asking, 08 or 09? No, the, the one you use for WhatsApp. I use 09. Okay. Okay, okay. Uh, so I think I'll text you in the evening. Okay. No, that's normal. But if the normal one does not work, then you need this one. You are the kind of woman I've been wanting to marry. I want to marry you. The letter said, Is this how you propose a woman? And they ended up having a wedding. The God I serve will surprise you. I said he will surprise you. I said he will surprise you. I said he will surprise you. In the mighty name of Jesus. I read the story of a brother. Very committed to soul winning. He was out of job. And then they called him for interviews. When he landed in the interview room, they asked him to introduce himself. He explained one, two, three. Without asking him any questions, they said, You are employed, join the panel. You will interview the rest of your friends. When it is supernatural, it sounds unbelievable. May God give you a testimony that people will not believe. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Please can I hear a loud shout of amen here. Amen. A man got a job. When he went to report, they said your position has changed. The man you were supposed to report to resigned last week. So you are taking the position. When it is supernatural, it is too good to believe. I came to announce a testimony beyond your ability is landing in your hands. In the mighty name of Jesus, I said in the name of Jesus, I said in the name of Jesus, I'm talking to you. Can I hear loud a shout of amen? Amen. A lady gave a testimony in this church of how one particular boss was oppressing her. Then something happened. She got promoted to a position that made her boss her new subordinate. Yeah. 
I decree this hour. The God I serve will give you tear producing testimonies. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. People, can I hear a louder shout of amen there? Amen. I said a louder shout of amen. Amen. I said a louder shout of amen. Amen. Please sit down. Now let me do this. Number four. Keys. My God. For overcoming limitations. Mm. Mm, number four. Aligning with higher grace. I'll explain what I mean by that. That is decision to draw from higher grace. Mm. And in this case, the higher grace I'm talking about was the man of God, Moses. The man God had engraced to lead the people to the land of promise. Everyone had to align with the instructions of prophet Moses. Do you know that after the people had lamented, remember verse number 13. He taught them. He said, don't be afraid. Do you know that they stopped being afraid? Alignment. Don't be afraid. Stand still. They said, okay. And see the salvation of the Lord. They said, we are ready to see it. These Egyptians that you see today, you shall see them no more. Yes, sir. Verse 15. Verse 15. I mean 14, 14, Verse 14. God, the Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Okay, sir. Alignment. Drawing from higher grace. God has just instructed me that I will stretch forth my hand toward the sea. And he is going to send wind. That will blow over the sea. And the sea will be divided. And all of you are going to cross. Yes sir. And in verse 21. Exodus 14 verse 21. The Bible says. That the man Moses. Stretched out his hand over the sea. And the Lord caused the sea to go back. By a strong east wind. And made the sea into dry land. And the waters were divided. Verse 22. Yeah. So the children of Israel went into the midst of the sea. On the dry ground. Drawing from higher grace. I will give you shepherds. Mm. Jeremiah 3.15 3, 
going down to 16. I will give you ship. Your pastor is not just a preacher who preaches you to you on Sunday morning. No. He is part of God's strategy for your change of levels. Your pastor is a messenger of emancipation. Is it making sense here? Mm. The other day, I went to pray for a pastor in Kanengo. Yes. When we went there, around 6 p.m., the man was sick. Even for him to come out of the bedroom was a struggle. We stood there and we prayed. We left by around 7. He escorted us outside. A man of your man of God is a messenger of emancipation. When he says something to bless you, God honors it. God honors it. God honors it. We take people out of their Egypt. And today, you are out of their wilderness. In the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Please, can I hear a louder shout of amen? Amen. But if you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> These people, <laughs> they know how to make you keep coming. Yeah. They know how to, to keep you in the church. Yes, they connect scriptures one, two, just to make you feel happy. You will never get anything. If that is your attitude. You see the testimonies several testimonies that were here today. People are saying, the Lord Jehovah has fulfilled the words of his servant. And if you think I'm not one of his servants, that's a joke on your part. Because it doesn't change the fact that I am one of his servants. He taught the rich man who was in hell that Moses and the prophets are in the world. And when he said that, I was included. And he knows that I am stationed here. And as I am speaking to you, he is aware that I am speaking. And angels are working with me to fulfill what I am saying that concerns your life. Families that have no children, receive your children. In the name of Jesus.
every unemployed fellow listening to me receive your employment in the name of Jesus. Anyone being oppressed at the workplace. Your oppressors are now judged. In the mighty name of Jesus. Those of you looking for a way. A way into marriage. A way to get a house. A way to get a scholarship. A way to acquire a master's degree. A way to acquire a bachelor's degree. A way to acquire a doctor's degree. I decree. That way is released. 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 Good people, can I hear a louder shout of amen here? Amen. Rise on your feet, I will not be able to finish my message. Revelation 11, 12. I heard a loud voice from him. Saying to them, Come up here. And they all went up. Consider your pastor as higher than you. So what they say is what will bring you up. Are we saying pastors should not be friendly? No. Pastors should be friendly. Pastors should be approachable. But if you always do this, chances are that. You'll be tempted not to take what he says seriously. So those of us that work so closely with the past. Beware of familiarity. I read a book by Bishop Doug Heward Mills. In which he says they were out for a crusade. Now. So many miracles took place there. People were here. And so they went back to their hotel. And one of his people, his pastors, went to his room. Bishop. 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 I'm feeling headed. Do you have painkiller? Penkira, tablet. Like Panadol. You can't call for prayer, says I, 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 need, I need a divine touch. No, familiarity. Because Bishop Dark is also a medical doctor, isn't it? Bishop Is it making sense? Oh, yes. Lift up your hands. Let's appreciate the King of Kings. We're just about to close.
Shandori Bazika Tayadaba.